0: I'm Gimelam with Aleph, extrapolation. Arel Mahu Bemaisa. In the third line of Gimelam with they ask the question of Rav Sheeshit Arel Mahu Bemaisa. What is the din of an uncircumcised male with respect to eating Maisa Sheni? So, Maisa Sheni is the uh, Maisa that has to be taken from. Uh, uh, from the Maise it's, it's a it's a, an amount that we have to put aside and we have to take to Yerushalayim, and it gets eaten in Yerushalayim. Um, <clears throat> two out of every three years. The third year is Maise Oni, and then Maise Sheni again for two years. Um, and the din is about an, an RL. What's, what's the, what is the question? Ki heichi diyalif <inaudible> Pesach we, mi aninut. We extrapolate from... The laws of Pesach, uh, from the laws of, of Misescheni to the laws of Pesach, that an ornain cannot participate. An ornain is somebody who's lost a close relative and the funeral has not yet taken place. It's wow. the state of a, of a person between the time of death and the time of burial of somebody very close to them. Brother, sister, husband, wife, mother, father, son, daughter. Uh, during that time, the person is an onen, and we know in the case of Maaser Sheni that an onen cannot participate. So that's interesting. And Ariel and onen are very different. And ornain is a, an emotional state of mind. There's nothing physical different, physically different about him. Uh, he's just in a, in a certain state of mind. And Arel is physically different. And we've spoken a little bit about that physical difference. And the fact that that physical difference is also a state of mind, if we learn, like Rabbi et that Arel is talking about somebody who's chosen not to be circumcised, not to have had a Bruce Miller, for whatever reason, even if, if for justified reasons, but if it's a choice... Uh, then, then an IRL is also somewhat of a state of mind. A person is choosing not to be part of the Pris Avraham Avinu and to be part of the of the Jewish people. Yes, but that's isn't a state of you? mind because his mind is not his mind can't be on this at the moment. His mind is, is, is we want his mind to be on what he has to do. We don't want to, him to be distracted uh, from his obligation to take care of the dead person. Uh, and and be worried about various mitzvot that he has to do at that time. So we so we parted him from the mitzvot. So in the case of Aninut it says very clearly that an ornain cannot cannot patted. It says so in the Torah itself, in the Posak of Lo achalti mimene, v'lo I one of the things you declare when you bring uh, bikurim to the, to the Besamik HaMikdash, and from Bikurim, we learn with, with Maisa Sheni, it says very clearly, I have not eaten of this in my state of being an Onen. So, since you, you can learn and extrapolate from the laws of Maisa Sheni to the laws of Pesach, Yalif Nami, mi Pesach. Maybe you can learn the other way around as well. And you can say in Pesach, it says very Clearly, call loyo chalbo. When it comes to the Korban Pesach, an arel may not participate. Um, so, if you can, if the, the halachot flow in the one direction, can they flow in the other direction as well? And we can say, just as an arel cannot be part of the Korban Pesach, so he cannot eat my sasheni. Or, dilma chamur mikal yalif, kal mikhamur loyalif. Or, maybe you can only learn a a, a severe law from a less severe situation, but not the other way around. That's the case of Kalva Khomer. So Kalva is a, is a how much more situation. If you say um, a, a, you're not going to get a one carat diamond for less than $5,000, then a two carat diamond how much more so there's no question a two carat diamond I don't have to tell you and a two carat diamond you also won't get less than five thousand and a three carat you don't have to say that you just say a one carat diamond you're not going to get less than five thousand dollars and a vachomer you can know from there um, but that's that's calling that's learning a cow from a hamur. Um, we, we can't learn a chamur from a kal. If the Torah gives us a, a lighter situation, you can't apply it to, to situations that are more severe. We can learn, if the Torah gives us a light situation, sorry, the other way around, if the Torah gives you a light situation, a one-carat diamond, you can learn from that a two, three, four-carat diamond. But if I'd say to you, you can't get a four-carat diamond for less than $5,000, $5, that doesn't mean you can't get a one-carat diamond for a border. You can't learn a Kalvachomer in that direction. You can only learn a Kalvachomer from Hamur to Kal. So what I want to look at, at today is just to improve our Torah literacy and to understand uh, Kalvachomer and Gezerah Shavah and a little bit about the way we extrapolate from the, from the Torah. You can see the level of extrapolation just by looking at a, at a Torah library. And it's, it's quite troubling that nowadays there are Jewish homes that don't have Torah libraries. So I guess there's they've always been Jewish homes that don't have Torah libraries, but now they're even from, they're religious, observant Jewish homes that don't have Torah libraries, because you don't need one. You can carry a chip in your pocket and you've got, you've got everything that you need. You've got it on your phone, you don't even need a chip in your pocket. Whatever you want, there's nothing you can't get on your phone. Uh, so you don't need a library. And people don't realize that a library... Changes the way you are at home. It, it, it defines a home. It, it defines a person. It's a value system. When you walk into somebody's home, you see what's on the shelves. You see what's on the very high shelves that you can't reach to, and what's on the very low shelves that's hard to reach to, and what's at eye level. You see what's for him I put next to not what's for him. Sometimes here you see that kind of random, so you know it's a random kind of place. Uh, you can tell by whether it's organized and how it's organized. You can, you can tell a lot about a person, but also it's about one's own self-expression. And if you just look at a library, you come in and you see a Tanakh, a little one-volume Tanakh, and what's everything else? And then you've got Mishnah, and you've got Gemara, and you've got Rishonim, and you've got Akronim, and you've got Tu, and you've got Aruch. What is all that and Midrashim? What is all that? That's all extrapolated from the one volume. So, so we know that everything we've got is by extrapolation from from the Torah, from Tanakh. What what we were given that the, the Tanakh itself that we were given, the written Tanakh is is very small. So we know that extrapolation is an inherent part of the way we of the way we learn. And the principles of, of extrapolation are given to us in the famous Brice of Rabbi Ishmael that we say every, every morning before the Davening. The Brice of Rabbi Ishmael is the first paragraph of the Sifra, and the Sifra, the braces on, on Parshas Vayikra. The Sifra is very important. A lot of Rashi on, on Vayikra is based on the Sifra. That's the Torah Shabbat there. It's the foundations of the oral law of the book of Vayikra. And the very first one is the Brice of Rabbi Ishmael, which you've got in the soul sheets. And there Rabbi Ishmael, Omer, dreshet. There are 13 methods of being able to extrapolate from that little Tanakh into this vast volume. Of knowledge that we have, which is Torah Pe, and and then he lists the thirteen the thirteen methods. And what's important to know is when we talk about this extrapolation, what we're really looking at we're looking at the coding of the Torah, we're looking at the way the Torah is wired, because you can click on any word of the Torah, and and a whole lot of other layers come there. Come out, And you can click on any of those layers and a whole lot of other layers come out. What we're looking at is the programming, how the terror is wired, how these words are connected together, so that you can click from, from one word to, to another. I don't know how they explained all this before, there were clicks. But, uh, but now we understand it. It's a, there's a structure. You can structure information in such a way that you can move from one idea to another, um, and, and, but you need to know how it's structured you can't somebody designs the clicks somebody actually sets it up in such a way that if you click here then it goes to all over the place to particular ways what's the thinking of the designer that's really what the Shlosh said. that's the Torah Shaba how is the Torah wired how is it designed so that you can work through it and, and build it out from this one volume to these shelves and shelves and shelves of, of safari? so that the, Rabbi Shmuel goes through and mentions, uh, 13 of them, we're concerned at the moment with the first two, Kalvachomer and Gezereshava. A Kalvachomer we've talked about, which is uh, our Gemara talks about, and the other is a Gezereshava. Now, w- why do we need to understand Gezereshava for the purposes of, of our Gemara? Um, that, that, if you look at the Tosvis Yishonim um, that, that I've quoted, let's go through the Rishonim, we've got a Tosvis Yishonim, and, uh, a rashbo and a rashbor and a toysvist. The toysvist you're shown him is Kihechi diyalif Pesach mimayser li'inyan aninut, peirush, mishum diyalfinan le'i b'kalvachomer. We learn aninut, the state of a person who's in a has just lost somebody, we learn that as a kalvachomer from meiser hakal. Amra Torah lo'achalti bo'oni mimenu. In the case of, of meiser, it says, I haven't eaten as an oynet. Pesach has many more halachot. It's much more stringent than Maish Sheni, And therefore, certainly, that would, that would apply as well. So you might say, but they're two completely different things. And that's what Toys Vesas asks. They're completely different. When it comes to Maish you, Sheni, you've got to take the Maish Sheni and you take it to Yerushalayim or you... It, you transfer it onto its value, onto money, and you take the money to spend in Yerushalayim. That doesn't apply to Pesach. These are completely two different systems. Oh, yes, you're right. You can't learn it from a Kalvachome, because there has to be some rational connection when you learn it with a Kalvachome. So it was learned with a shova because the word Mimenu is used in both cases. And when we learned our first shova on on the Perik, right at the very beginning of Tosha Vesachir, we learned from Korban Pesach to um, uh, to Truma. Was that right? That an RL can't, can't eat Truma, we learned from Korban Pesach. Uh, so, so we saw there that the word Tosha is used and is meant in different ways, so there's something peculiar about the words. When there's something peculiar about words that are used in two separate places, the Gzereshava applies, and, and here, mimenu is used unnecessarily, it would appear in both cases, and therefore we can transfer from, from one to the other. We'll understand it a bit better in a moment. So, so that's how we learn that um, That's using Gzereshava, says the Rashba. Our Gemara says, Or maybe says the Torah, you can only learn a cow from a Hamur Mira but not the other way around. Maybe says the Gemara, you don't even you're not even gonna need the Rashbor to see what's absurd about what the Gomorrah say. Maybe if I tell you that you can't get a a one hundred, you can't get a one carat diamond for less than five thousand dollars. Maybe you can, extra, you can extrapolate from that that you can't get a, a two-carat diamond or a five-carat diamond for less than $5,000. That's valid. But, and, and maybe you can't work it the other way around. Maybe if I told you that you can't buy a, five, 000, a five-carat diamond less than $5,000, maybe it doesn't apply to one. What, what, of course it doesn't apply. You can only, a kalvachom is only one-directional. A Shove is two-directional. That's one of the differences between a Xera and a Kalvachomer. Xera once the link is there, you can move backwards and forwards. You can extrapolate from one to the other and from the other to the one. But a kalvachomer is only one directional. So what is the Gemara saying? Or maybe maybe you can't learn a Kal from a Khamur. Of course you can't learn a Kalvahma Khamur, says the Rashboard. If we're using Exer shava, says the Rashbow, then it's got nothing to do with Kal and Chamur, you can just move things across. And if it's a Kalvachomer, of course you can only learn a Kal from a Chamur. It, says, it explains the Rashbow. And the Torah uh, says the same, but doesn't explain it as clearly as the Rashbor. Clearly, says the Rashbor, that's the question. Are we using a Shava or are we using a kalvachome? And the Gemara works out that it's actually using a Gzaira Shava. So what is, what is the difference between these and, um, and, and, and how would they apply? So, if you look over at um there's, there's a Gemara from uh, from Pesachim that we had on Daf Samech Vav that I that i brought here, and that's a case where, where the, the Brizer says, "Kol ve'chayim ma' tamid she'en anush kareit docheet haShabbat pesach she'anush kareit enu din shud docheet If a uh, if if we know that the korban tamid. Whereas there's no isur Chores with it. It's not as serious as Shabbos, but it pushes Shabbos aside. Korban Pesach, which is more serious, surely should push aside. It has an isur Karet, surely it also um, pushes aside Shabbat. on okay. <laughs> The, the two, do, you can't compare the two. Tamid is every day, it's not just on occasionally, it's not like a Korban Pesach. It's Kalil, you, it's an olah. you don't eat anything from it, it's not like a Korban Pesach. You can't compare the one to the other. Kavachomer, amalu beresho ufarchua, answers the Gemara. We tried to make a Kavachomer and, and we smashed it. Vahadar amalu gzereshavah, and then we came to gzereshavah. If you've got a Gzereshava, why use a Kalvachomer? A gives you more flexibility than a Kalvachomer. Why even try and do it with a Kalvachomer? This is Hillel talking to the B'nei B'Seira, and he says to them, according to you, you probably weren't taught the shava. Because, and this is the important principle, a you can't make up. You can't do your own Zerah But you could have done it by Kalvachome. And there's a very important Machlokis Rashi and Tosphus there in, in Sukkah. Um, no, sorry, not in Psachim, but on Sukkah Daf where Rashi makes it clear that the, only ex- that, that the only exception is Kalvachome. That's the only one that is rational, that you can do yourself. All the other all the other twelve of the thirteen of, of Rabbi Ishmo's Breiser, you have to have a Mesoah. You have to have been taught that this is one, this is a case you can apply. Here is a Xeroshava, here there isn't Xeroshova. The Tosfis says in the same place, disagrees with Rashi, and says, adam mm-hmm. dan No, they're all rational. You can do them all yourself. It's only Xeroshava. But one thing is clear: Kalvachome is rational and and we are allowed, the Chachomim are allowed to use their own minds to extrapolate laws using a Chalva Chomeh, and shova is not something you can work out rationally, and you've got to be given the link by Mesorah. The Torah has to tell you there's a hyperlink here. You can't make your own hyperlinks. Chalva Chomeh is not a hyperlink. Chalva Chomeh is rational thinking. So we see here, in the methods of extrapolating the Torah, there are two, there are two methods. The one is hyperlink. And there are now 12 different ways to hyper- hyperlink. And the other is kalvachomeh, which is rational deduction. And, and you don't have to be taught the, the rational deduction. In the case of, of, of Shova, it, it doesn't seem to be, although I haven't seen it said clearly, but it doesn't seem to be that it's just completely irrational. A word here and a word here and you, and you connect them and you connect them together. Clearly, when the Torah gives us those words, it's in order to teach us there are certain principles that are shared. Although these two things seem so disparate, when you get down to the essence of them, there are certain angles of them that are common and we have to understand them at that level of depth where we can see that although on the surface they're very different, if you get down deep, you're able to see that they're connected. It's like a little tiny bird on a massive tree sitting on one little twig, doesn't understand when he flies overseas to another twig on the same tree, he's still in the same tree because he can't see the trunk, he just sees up at the surface. And so it is with the Torah. You look at Eitz Chaim, it's like a a tree. If you look at it at the surface, there are all these different twigs and branches and you don't realize at the end of the day, there's one trunk. They all come from one place. And how far you can do that, how far you can treat the whole Torah as one tree and when do you have to look at each branch separately and when do you have to look at each twig separately, those are the principles of Rabbi Ishmael using the Shlosh Yisrael Midas that we have. And it, and it's important that the, because one of the things we, we ask ourselves is, so why doesn't the Torah just say it? Uh, the, 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 why doesn't the Torah just give it to us? Uh, and of course, there's the practical thing, because the Torah would be as big as a library. But, but a, apart from that, the the Rambam says in the second Shoresh and Sefer mitzvahs things that we learn through these extrapolations of the Shlosh Yisrael Midot are not part of the 613 mitzvot. So you see, from that, the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot are principles. Each mitzvah has many, many subparts, which are also daraisa, not just the rabbonins. Each of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot have a whole lot of subsections. Uh, Simon, you see, in the Shabbos all the time. Let's say you have got a so melachah, you've got a, 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 a toldah, uh, and even the melachah is not mentioned specifically in the Torah. There are a whole lot of melachot that we work out from that, and then each melacha has toldah, as branches, and each toldah is a daraisa. Uh, so the, this tree develops, and one has to be able to see the, the Torah as this massive tree building itself out. But exactly what belongs where and what can connect to what, those are the Shloses Reh Midot, and that's the part of what the Torah Pe is for, that's part of what Gomorrah is for, is to help us understand the wiring of the of the Torah and to know where, where things are, that although they're not the, the principal mitzvah, that's what the Torah states, the Torah expects us to dig deeper, and get down to the underlying principles that aren't stated up at the front necessarily. And from that to be able to extrapolate what else belongs to that trunk and, and forms part of that same tree. And that's what we'll, we'll reference it as we go through. These, dafim. for example, there have been a lot of Limudim. We've been learning a lot of things from Sukim. Can you learn at this? Can you learn at that? Does this mean this? That's all part of this process of being able to extrapolate and build out the Torah from its 613 primary principles into its thousands of different branches that that emerge from those 613 principles.